Good day, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. Today's date is December 4th, 2021, and this is episode 84, season four. And today I have a very interesting program. This is the continuation from last episode of part one of my most popular posts on my Vanish Chicago Land Facebook page. Okay. And First, uh, the program will go into commercial, and this program is brought to you by Ronco Bottle and Jar Cutter, and here's a commercial from the 1970s. Enjoy, everybody. Thank you. We are unwrapping the greatest gift you will ever give to mom, dad, even the kids. It's the Ronco Bottle and Jar Cutter, an exciting new way to recycle throwaway bottles and jars into decorative glassware, centerpieces, thousands of things. Emery cloth is included to make glasses drinking smooth. A hobby for dad, craft for the kids, or great gift for mom. The Ronco Bottle and Jar Cutter, still only seven seventy-seven. Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial from Ronco, the bottle and jar cutter. I remember this commercial very fondly. They used to show this uh, most of the time on WFL TV, excuse me, WFLD TV channel 32 in Chicago uh, late at night uh, during the Christmas season. Um, they mentioned the price, seven, $7.77. Can't even talk, blah, 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 like that. And uh, maybe maybe it had something to do with the year 1977. Could be. And uh, the creator was Ron Popeil. He was uh, in charge of Ronco. I will talk about him in a few minutes because he's part of the topic of today's show. And uh, today, today's topic is a continuation from, last, uh, from the last episode. Excuse me. Uh, this is part two of the most popular posts on my Vanished Chicago Land Facebook page. Uh, I did part one last time. Uh, very interesting uh, posts that were a lot of people enjoyed, and they were they were engagements. They loved that. So that was from January, February, March, and April. Now today I'm going to talk about May, June, July, and August. But first. Uh, I'm going to talk about a few show business news that had Chicago connections, and uh, then I'll get into the list and talk about that. Okay. First off, uh, the biggest uh, Hollywood um, death I heard this week, it was I had no idea, uh, it was actor Eddie Mecca, who played Carmine Ragusa on the TV show Laverne and Shirley, uh, The Big Ragu. A lot of people remember that, and... Uh, that, you know, I was uh, I was totally caught off guard that he passed away. He was 69 years old. They didn't mention the cause of death. Uh, he died November 27th, um, right after Thanksgiving, which is a shame. 
Um, because I believe last year, uh, Squiggy died. Uh, David Lander passed away around that time. So, uh, of course, uh, Penny Marshall died. Uh, I don't remember exactly what year. So the only people that are alive from the show now is Cindy Williams and Michael McKean. Those two main actors. And uh, the Chicago connection with uh, Eddie is... Um, he performed at the Drury Lane Theater, Drury Lane Dinner Theater, excuse me, at the in Evergreen Park. And that was located on West 95th Street, west of Western Avenue. Right now it's a Walmart. And it was uh, the Drury Lane Dinner Theater was uh, next to the Martinique Restaurant, a beautiful restaurant. You know, I'll talk about that restaurant uh, sometime in 2022 because that place is um mostly missed by a lot of people from the south side and uh, i've never been to the theater but i have been to the restaurant so uh we'll talk about those uh, that topic uh, soon and uh he eddie mecca uh performed in a in a musical comedy called they're playing our song and it was a musical like i said before excuse me uh it was in the summer of 1989. Uh, the funny thing is, one day I went to the mall at Chicago Ridge Mall in Chicago Ridge, Illinois. And I was walking in the hall, you know, just uh, going, you know, minding my own business. And all of a sudden, I saw him with his wife, his then wife. <laughs> you know, that's his first wife. I didn't talk to him. I wanted to, but um, I don't know. I didn't, maybe he didn't want to be bothered, or maybe he did. I, I don't know. You know, uh, sometimes I would have a Lucy, Lucy Ball experience with celebrities. Sometimes I have like that, and uh, he looked very fit and trim. And uh, he was a marvelous singer, dancer, just like Gene Kelly. Uh, when and one of his first roles was. Of course, the Vernon Shirley. That was his first TV uh, TV role, I believe. And um, then he started in a, at like a spinoff, sort of. Uh, it was uh, called Blansky's Beauties. Uh, what a funny show that was. And uh, he starred in that show and Laverne Shirley at the same time. Uh, it was only on for 13 uh, seasons. Uh, it starred Nancy Walker, for, best known from Rhoda and McMillan and Wife. And uh, the funny thing is, uh, that episode, uh, Nancy Walker appeared on Happy Days. And it was set in the 50s. And then when she got her own show for Blansky's Beauties, it was set in the present in 1977. <laughs> so... Um, so uh, Eddie Mecca uh, appeared on the show. He appeared, like I said before, simultaneously also with Scott Bayo, but Scott Bayo was on Happy Days. So they played uh, she. Those guys played her nephews, and uh, I remember watching the show and I remember seeing that uh, yeah, it was okay. But you know, it's a Happy Days, Laverne Shirley, you know, show created by Gary Marshall, Penny Marshall's brother. And uh, but he uh, also gets started in a lot of TV shows, you know, lots of. But uh, he was on the Love Boat, Moonlighting. Uh, he he uh, movies, not many, not really, you know. But uh, and he also appeared in the musical Grease. And he did that, and you know, he, that's very sad because uh, we grew up with him. And uh, he was, a, like I said before, a fantastic 
the dancer, singer, you know, he he sang most of the time on the show. So uh, my condolences to the family. Yeah, it's very sad. Okay. Let's see. Next thing I will talk about is another death. Uh, this is uh, this is actress Arlene Dahl. And uh, she's famous. She was f- married to Fernando Lamas. You remember him? Where Billy Crystal did uh, his impre- impersonation of him on Saturday Night Live. And uh, her son was Lorenzo Lamas. And uh, he, he was best known for starring in the primetime soap, uh, Cock and Chris. I'll get to that show in a, in a minute. Um, the, conne- the Chicago connection for her was uh, she worked in Chicago for a while. Yeah, she did. Uh, she was a uh, a buyer at some, um, I think, a clothing store. I'm not sure. I have to find that. Uh, I noticed that when she passed away, I looked up her biography. and uh, But she was not from Chicago. She was from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. So she was from the Midwest. And, uh, oh, here, here we go. Uh, when she graduated from high school in Minneapolis, she went uh, she went to Chicago. She worked as a buyer. For, it was a place called Marshall and Brown. I think a lot of people don't remember. It's from the old days. And then she went to New York, did some modeling. And then that led up to uh, movie roles. And she was uh, act, acting for a long, long time. And uh, she did not appear on her son's uh, soap opera, Falcon Crest. She was on One Life to Live. And uh, that was her only soap opera role, I think. And uh, she passed away on November 29th. She was 96 years old. Oh, God bless her. Yeah, so that's it. But she was very beautiful. Very beautiful lady. And uh, did a lot of music, movie musicals. Okay. Uh, the next show business thing I'll discuss is uh, involves uh, Arlene Dahl is Falcon Crest, the primetime soap, which p- debuted today, 40 years ago, on December 4th, 1981. Uh, when it first aired, I didn't watch it. I watched a little bit, but then it got popular because it was right after the other primetime soap, Dallas. And Dallas, I, I love the show, and uh, that caught on, so... Friday night was the best was one of the best nights to watch primetime soaps. So um, my schedule was in the eighties was Wednesday nights you have Dynasty that followed by Hotel it wasn't really a soap opera later on it became it was like the love boat love boat on on dry land <laughs> and Thursday nights was not Landing and um, after that Dynasty had a sequel the Colbys that aired at eight o'clock. That's landing aired at nine, and then on Friday nights, it was Dallas at eight. Nine o'clock was Falcon Crest, and uh, I Falcon Crest, I love that show, it really did. It wasn't crazy, it got crazy later. And uh, my mother and I, we watched all these shows together, that was like a tradition. We also have a tradition, we watch Jeopardy every day, but we watched these shows, she loved it, you know, like. And it was the glamour of the '80s, you know. But uh, Falcon Crest wasn't really glamorous, not 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 to a point, but it was. And uh, had a great cast. Had Jane Wyman as Angela Channing. She was like the Jr. and the elect or the Alexis of the show. And uh, I had the first three seasons on DVD, and I, I bought them recently, and I started watching. Them and I loved it, you know. The fourth season's on Apple Music. 
uh, or at movies. You can buy that or download. I haven't done that yet. But I wish the rest of the series was uh, released on DVD. I would buy the whole thing. So um, watching Falcon Chris, uh, the, seems, the theme song, and uh, cast of characters, uh, the, the show really took off where Angela Channing's daughter, Julia Cumson, was accused of murder. And she, uh, well, she was accused, and then it was revealed she was the murderer of Melissa O'Grady's father, played by Anna Alicia. And that took, and, you know, in the beginning, she was a very quiet person, but then when it was revealed she was the murderess, her character took off, and she was one of the most popular people on the show. And uh, she, she really sunk her teeth in that show. And Abby Dalton died last year. You know, she was, uh, she's been acting forever since the fifties. So, uh, I posted a, uh, cover photo on my profile on Facebook you know, to, uh, commemorate the 40th anniversary of Falcon Crest. Okay. The last show business thing I will talk about is Frankenstein. Uh, the, the 1931 movie that starred Boris Karloff. This was released, uh, uh, actually, the initial release was November 21st, 1931. I think it was in New York. But in Chicago, it was released on December 3rd, 1931 at the State Lake Theater on the corner of Lake Street and State Street, where Channel WLS Channel 7 is. And uh, according to some sources, that when that movie uh, came out, it was uh, very frightening. I've heard that when people went to the theater, they fainted scene that and i i think it's probably the scenes where he is where frankenstein is uh brought to life in the famous classic uh line said by uh dr frankenstein and uh was played by colin clive and he says it's alive it's alive i love that scene oh it, it's uh i don't know that was a breakthrough scene and uh there was one scene where um Frankenstein, the monster, threw a little girl in the river. Oh, that was tragic, you know, and she drowned. And uh, a lot of people didn't like that at all. And um, they threatened to have that scene cut, but they didn't. So, And then the movie played on for years, made a lot of money. Uh, when I first saw the movie, it was not in the theater. It, was, it wasn't born yet. It was on Creature Features on WGN-TV Channel 9. And they showed the movie frequently. And then their sequels, The Bride of Frankenstein, The Son of Frankenstein, Frankenstein and the Wolfman, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Boris Karloff played uh, Frankenstein, I think, four times. Three in the movies, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and Son of Frankenstein. And he also, and not in Abbott Costello meets Frankenstein. He did not play that. He promoted the film. You know, he helped out. But he did not play, uh, he did not play the monster. And then he played... Uh, he put on his uh, Frankenstein makeup on the episode of the 1960s TV show Route 66, and he was reunited with other horror movie stars, like I believe, like uh, John Carradine and Peter Lorre. I, I've seen the show. I've seen the episode once. It was uh, pretty good, you know. But uh, Boris Karloff was getting older, and but his his most famous uh, role was not acting; it was narrating on the Grinch that stole Christmas. From 1966, uh, from Dr. Seuss. Uh, actually, it's it's uh, 
Let me try to think. It's 55th anniversary is this month, so maybe I'll discuss that in a later episode. Okay. So that's all for the um, showbiz news, the Chicago Connections. Right now we're going to talk about the uh, part two of the the most popular posts on my Facebook page, Fan of Chicago Land, and I will cover uh, May, June, July, and August. First off, we'll talk about May. The most popular post for May was uh, it was an ad for Salerno cookies. Uh, Salerno cookies is still around. They still make the butter cookies. Also, at Christmas time, they make the um, I keep forgetting the jingles. Uh, from according to a lot of people. They don't taste the same as the ones we grew up. I agree with them and not, but they're available. They're not made here in Chicago. They're made elsewhere. I wish they brought back, bring them, I wish they would bring them back here in Chicago and get the original recipes. Oh, it'll, they like, I'm sure everyone in Chicago would love that. Anyway, the ad was from the Chicago Tribune, May 28th, 1961. And the ad consisted just not just the butter cookies, but there were three other product, three other kinds. Excuse me. There was Solar butter cookies, and the other one was coconut bars. Most of the people love those. I love coconut, but you know, some people, nah, they don't like that. My favorite was Bonnie shortbread. I like those. Uh, the third one was chocolate chip cookies. Those I love. And the other one I never heard of, and it was chip and mint. And I think it was chocolate chip cookies with mint flavor. Oh, I wish I had those, but I think they were discontinued maybe when I was a little, when I was a baby. So I never saw those. And that post was very popular and it, and it reached uh, 45,900 people. That's impressive. Very impressive indeed. Okay. The next one is June. Here we go. And uh, that one is about Marshall Fields. Department store at Water Tower Place. Now, I'll give you a brief history on that one. Uh, Water Tower Place opened in, nineteen, I think, late 1975, 1976. And uh, one of the stores that opened was Marshall Fields. And uh, then the rest, a lot of more stores opened in that mall. I love that mall. I really do. It's beautiful. And... Uh, it was there for a long time until Macy's bought it in 2006. Sad day for Chicago. I didn't like that at all. No one did. They hated it. And uh, so they converted to Macy's. And then uh, last year, in August 2020, it was announced that Macy's would be leaving the water, the water tower place mall. And... Uh, some people were sad about it, but some people were kind of glad. But um, Macy's is not the same as Marshall Fields. It's a New York store. We want we want this back. But there's no one in the family, in, you know, in the Field family that would run the place. So who knows? And then, uh, so the store closed on March 21st, 2021. Right now it's empty. Uh, yeah, it's vacant, but I heard, uh, I could be wrong, but uh, I don't know if there's a Dr. Seuss museum there, or it could be at the Chicago Tribune. I don't know which one it is. I think it's the Dr. Seuss display, that ha- but it's got a, a lot of levels, so ho- hopefully a store will fill in. There was talk that Target will move in, but there was some opposition from certain people. <laughs> I won't mention their names. 
But you know, target there's a target in the loop where Carson Perry Scott is, excuse me, on State Street. And uh, it's doing fine. I know it's kind of low class in a way, but it's a good store. Um, I like it because there's a target near my house. I, I shop there all the time. And, but what a tire place should be a little more elegant, something elegant would uh, go in. But uh, so far, uh, but I think discussions fell through and Target's not moving there. Believe it or not, there's a Target nearby in that area, in Streeterville neighborhood. They have, a, But it's a, that Target's a little high-end, very expensive. And they have one in Lincoln Park, so I don't see what the big deal is. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we'll see. Um, but... Shopping there recently on the Mag Mile, the Mag, and, you know, there's a lot of news there. We had the the thefts and the rioting, you know, and it people are kind of scared to go there. I can understand that, but it's coming back. There's tourists; they love that place. So do people that live in the area or visit there, you know. And uh, hopefully, it'll make a comeback. I hope a beautiful store will open there to take place of, of Marshall Fields and slash Macy's. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Next, next up, uh, this was June. Um, okay, so May was Salerno Cookies. June was Marshall Fields and Water Tower Place. Now, July, we talk about uh, it was Ron Popeil, and that was his death. And a lot of people were, they know the name, they know the products, they know the Ronco. And uh, he, uh, Ron Popeil uh, was born in Los Angeles, California. But he went to school at the University of Illinois in Urbana. And uh, you would remember his commercials uh, for years. It was Vegematic, Chopomatic. And then in the 70s, uh, let me think at the top of my head, Mr. Microphone. I just played the commercial for uh, the Bottle and Glass Cutter. I'm sorry, what's it called? The uh, Bottle and Jar Cutter. Excuse me. And... Uh, I think I said these before. Let's see. Pocket Fisherman, uh, Miracle Broom, The Buttoneer, Ice Cream Maker. Um, uh, all these classic uh, commercials you can find them on YouTube. And I remember watching those in amazement when I was little. And they showed these commercials, like I said previously, on, on Channel 32, WFLD TV. I don't remember on Channel 9. I don't think so. And they sold these products in most stores, uh, Walgreens, uh, Osco, Goldblatt's, uh, Woolworths, Wilco, you know, and uh, Venture. So uh, that post for Ramp Appeal reached 61400 That's amazing. It really is. And, uh, okay, then the last one was for August. It was for John's Garage uh, Restaurant. It was a menu that I posted. And a lot of people remember that restaurant very well. It had three locations. Uh, yeah, it had three locations, I believe. Uh, one was, at, of course, Ford City Mall on the south side in Chicago. The other one was in uh, Hawthorne uh, Center in Vernon Hills, Illinois. And the other one was at uh, Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg. I think that was one in Fox Valley, too. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure I, I read comments from people on my page, and they mentioned that. And uh, that post reached 55,800. And uh, one of my memories of uh, going to John's Garage, uh, even up I for a job, I didn't get the job. That's, uh, I don't know why. 
they had uh, their famous menus, the potato skins, uh, French onion soup, steak on a stick, uh, wonderful food, delicious food. I remember the, the vintage gas pumps that were outside. A lot of people miss that place. They really do. I wish it would come back. I've, uh, I went there a few times in high school. And uh, once I went to Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg. And, it was, and they said there was a fish tank there, a big one. So when you eat, you can view the fish swimming around. <laughs> so that's, uh, so, you know, like I said before, I miss that place so much. And so do other people. Okay. So that covers part two of my popular posts of Van Chicago Land uh, Facebook page. I will do part three soon on my next episode. But thank you for joining me and um, forgive me for rambling. You know, we had a lot of area to cover. We really did. Uh, I don't know when I'll do my next episode. Uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe Monday. I don't know. Uh, maybe either tomorrow, Monday, or Tuesday, one of those days. And I will do part three. Okay, and uh, so this is Pete Costanas. Uh, this is episode uh, 84, season four, and this is part two of the of my most popular posts on my Vanish Chicagoland Facebook page, and this is for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. So thank you again for joining me and listening to me, and bye-bye now for me, and here's Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. Take care, everybody, and have a good day. So long. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye.